Are we starting this episode? Yeah, I mean, at some point. <laughs> Probably. We've been recording for 20 minutes now, so yeah, maybe. Probably should. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Mystical Moon Society podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Mandy. We are so excited to be back for episode four of season five. Are we on four already? Hope so. That's, That's what I wrote down. <laughs> yeah, let's just go with that. <laughs> but it is flying by. Um, I love it. Yay. Yeah. Oh, man. It's been a long two weeks since we've been here, it feels like. Yes. Yes, it has. It's been a weird, long two weeks. Mm-hmm. I feel like astrologically speaking, it's just been kind of nuts since that full moon. When was the full moon? It was Friday, I think. Yeah. Since then, it's just been all weird and in, off. In Libra, did you feel some extra special power from that? Mm, since I'm a Libra, um, I don't know. They kept saying that with all the like positions, like we're in Aries season, right? And then it was a Libra full moon and Aries and Libra are opposite signs um, because every astrological sign has their opposite. Mm -hmm. And so they said to expect some very interesting things regarding relationships and stuff for Libra, this Libra full moon. And I feel like, yeah, it was like every sector got hit for me and it was just weird. And I felt more introverted than usual. My energy was all crazy. Yeah. Sun. but full moons are really good for endings and when you reach that expansion stage and you need to release and let go i didn't do any like full moon ritual stuff did you i didn't leave out any moon water or anything no i was out of town so oh, that's right oh yeah, yeah easter duh yeah, yeah. Mm. i'm, cl- I'm kind of glad i didn't save this moon water because <laughs> they say like the attributes of the sign and stuff or whatever's going on gets saved into the moon water. I don't need that yeah. shit. Be some, some toilet moon water. <laughs> <laughs> I do have some moon water that I made, but I don't even remember which one it was. Like, what was the last full moon? Was it Virgo? Maybe. Maybe it was. Yeah. I'm going to have to go yeah. look at that. My freaking moon apps or whatever I have. Um, yeah, I guess that would make sense because the, the full moon are always in the opposite sign. Yeah. From what the sun is in, so um, that would have been during Aries or no, the previous one, would Pisces have been, or whatever. Yeah. Um, what do you do with your moon water? I, I just sip it, <laughs> like I've just got a mason jar full of it, and uh, you just raw dog it. There's yes. raw dogging moon water. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I pour it into a shot glass, uh, <laughs> get a little crazy. <laughs> I laugh, but I I make my coffee with it now or my tea. Um, a lot of people are like, you can put it in your bath and make it spiritual, but I'm not a bath person. No, who wants to stew in their own filth? No, well, it's not really that. I'm just, I'm too freaking tall to like, just hang out in a bath. Yeah. My boobs are always hanging out and freezing in the fucking water. (laughs) Is that going to be a video clip now? (laughs) I mean, same, same problem. Same Um, problem? Well, you're like... Four inches taller than me. So if I'm having issues being in the freaking tub, I don't know how guys do guys. That's probably why guys never take baths. Yeah. I mean. It's so uncomfortable. I wouldn't mind doing it in like a big jacuzzi tub. Yes. But I just don't have that. Oh, I would. I would love to own one of those huge freestanding tubs that like covers you all the way up to like your chin. 
Maybe mm-hmm. I would be a bath person if that were the case. But yeah, I see girls all the time on Instagram. They're like, I place this in with my witchy, like fizzy bath bomb. And then I put some moon water in and flower petals. And I'm like, well, that's great. But I'm just jealous that you can't enjoy yeah, a bath the same I'm, way. I'm all fucking Amazon over here. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Fine. I mean, I don't know. I complain, but maybe I could do something in the shower with it. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. coffee works just fine for me. Okay, I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't know what else I could do with it. I feel like because I I do pour over coffee, and so mm. I I don't make just a cup at a time. You know, if I if I had like a a single serve or you know Keurig or You're something. You're the first so. person that ever showed me what a Chemex was, the pour over coffee. So I think it's fucking amazing. And I showed my boyfriend what it was the other day, and then I showed him your little glass thing when we went to your apartment. Um. Because I think I want to get one, but it's so much work and I'm so fucking lazy. That's why I have a Keurig. Well, it, honestly, it's so good. Yeah, but it, it's it's made me cut down on my coffee intake because really? I just get so... late. I'm like, ah, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to boil the water and wait to do the bloom of the of the grounds and then slowly pour over and do it the proper way. I'm just like, I'll just skip coffee today. <laughs> it's too much work. <laughs> so I've, uh, I I only dr- I really only drink coffee when I leave the house. If I go to the office or if I go out running errands, I'll you know swing through Starbucks or mm-hmm. Dunkin' or something and pick up go to Dunkies as the northeasterners would say. No they don't. Yeah, they I, don't really call it that. In, oh. in, in Boston, that's what they, they call it Dunkies. Yeah. What would you call Starbucks then? I don't think they Bucky's? care. No, we already have a Bucky's. Because Duncan, I think Duncan them. is from there, so it's kind of like it's their their hometown thing. Okay, I fly all over the place, and I've never heard a person call it Dunkies. Well, ask somebody from like no, New England. No, because I'm scared that they would actually say that in their like Boston accent or something, and then I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. After <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. I well, need somebody to tell me that's listening that's from over there. Do y'all really call it Dunkies? Please tell me no. Please tell me that's a lie. I don't think I can handle that. Yeah, we need some some uh, factor cap. Somebody please help us out. You know what? That's going to be the question I put for the Spotify okay. listeners because now they let us put questions for listeners coming in. Um, somebody let me know okay. about this Dunkies business. Yep. That's disgusting. Inquiring minds want to know. Listeners, help <laughs> us out. If only there was some way where we could like have a magical device that we could ask questions to that could give us answers. I mean, my iPad's over there, but I don't, you know what? I don't even know if I would trust the internet at this yeah. point. I need someone that's actually in the thick of it. Yeah, we'll 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 trust uh, anonymous, uh, faceless people. <laughs> <laughs> on the so uh, you know, it was Easter this past weekend. Um, was did you have a good one? Yeah, it was a blur. A lot mm-hmm. of candy. My kid was cracked oh. out on candy for most of it. Thank you, Easter Bunny. Yep. But <laughs> what about you? It was good. I had, you know, a little time with family and then a little time to myself. Did some just kind of recharging. So, um, you know, I like to do that at least once a week. Try to have a, a time where I don't have a schedule. I can just do what I want. Yeah. So that was that was good. Good way to kind of round out the week and, and jump into the next one. But... Um, I don't know if it's just me cause I'm, I'm on some weird, not weird corners of TikTok, but just <laughs> eclectic. So like That's I've got like pagan it. talk, witch talk, and oh, then yeah. all of the X, exven- and then all the exvangelical stuff that I'm mm-hmm. on. So the combination of those gave me some really interesting content 
relating to Easter. So for one, there was the American Atheist Convention was this weekend. They they, they coincided. <laughs> Where did they have that? It was in Atlanta this year. I think it's in Phoenix next year. I'm kind of trying I to figure out if I should go existed. to that. existed. So, yes. That's interesting. So uh, there was Wait, a... What's the whole convention about? We don't believe in anything. I don't know. Let's I have mean, lunch. Uh, no. I think it's kind of a networking thing. I can, at least from the, the creators that I follow that went to it. They just kind of got together and planned some stuff, and I don't know. That's interesting. But I like that they intentionally make it coincide with Easter, which is not easy to do because you have to figure out when is the first Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox. So it's <laughs> it's not like every year on this date. It's like I was laughing so hard at all the TikToks and the memes that were like, "So there's a full moon this Friday right before Easter, so you know what that means." Werewolf Jesus. Yes. <laughs> the, the zombie Jesus joke is a little played. Um, and so it's werewolf, Jesus is, werewolf is, Jesus is... He's <laughs> got the hair for it. Uh, yeah, he does. But all of the, the Easter content that I was seeing, I've seen a lot of stuff from, you know, these, uh, you know, the ex-evangelical, the people that have left religion, left the church, um, kind of... Uh, exposing some of the weird things that happen like you sent me that on video easter? of the the easter parade um you know oh, the, the yeah. kids that were like on a float like reenacting the crucifixion okay, and like so wailing and that that crucifixion parade where and it was it was like kids that were like eight years old screaming and crying in like um portraying the crucifixion of christ and all that but I sent that to you because I know you're on evangelical talk, but it also triggered something in me because I'm Catholic and on Good Friday, they do what they call the Stations of the Cross. And at the very end of reenacting every station of leading up to Jesus's crucifixion, at the end, they actually do a portrayal of a man in a loincloth getting crucified and they enact the hammering and all of that and so when i saw that those kids on a parade float it took me back because i was like i always hated that because one it was an all-day thing two we're in west texas where it's windy and hot as fuck already (laughs) in april and then three it's just traumatic like it's really fucking traumatic i remember being like five years old saying this not really understanding what was going on and then half of it was in spanish too and i mean i speak spanish but i was like it was just a very confusing time and then at the end everyone's like oh happy after after this man is up on this cross like 10 feet plus up in the air and then everyone's happy at the end acting like nothing really happened and then we go eat donuts and yeah. drink coffee and juice and shit yay like, public execution I, know. I was just like looking back on it i was like what the fuck yeah but yeah yay so, easter right <laughs> so some of the stuff that i was seeing um especially on kind of the the pagan and which uh witchy side it's talking a lot about, you know, how, you know, we all know that uh, as kind of Christian colonialism spread across the world, mm-hmm. um, you know, missionaries going out to new places, um, one of their tactics was to incorporate the customs and the holidays and traditions of these places, mm-hmm. kind of ease them into it, you know, kind of yeah. s- slowly, you know, slide into that that hot bath. Uh, and um, so there's a lot about Easter and you know, what kind of pagan or other traditions it's borrowed from. 
And I saw a lot of actually contradictory information. I would see some people saying, oh, this is what the original Easter was. And then I would see somebody else saying, no, this is what it was. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of got me thinking like, well, what, what's really going on here? Um, so I kind of went on a little bit of a deep dive trying to figure out, okay, what's, what's actually, what actually happened here? What, what are some of the, the, um, traditions and customs that have actually influenced the, the Easter as we know, because one of the, um, popular ones that I heard was, uh, that in kind of medieval Europe, that there was a custom that there was, a, I think a goddess that had turned a bird into a rabbit and that's why it lays eggs. But then I also saw somebody debunking that. So I got curious. So I, I did a little bit of, of research and definitely by no means saying that this is 100% accurate. Um, I just tried to look at multiple sources and specifically people that were citing actual uh, kind of ancient texts mm -hmm. and things um, and not just their opinions or hearsay or things like that. So this is not just Wikipedia. I, I kind of tried to compile some things, but it was really interesting kind of going back through time and seeing these old religions and traditions that have a lot of interesting similarities to Easter. Uh, so going way back to like 2000 BCE, the Sumerian um, people in Mesopotamia had a goddess named Inanna that okay. was the goddess of sex, love, war, and justice. Oh yes, I've heard of her. She sounds awesome. Yeah. So there is a story, um, and it actually kind of ties into the, the tale of Gilgamesh. Some of this overlaps with that. Um, but there's a story that she descended into the underworld for three days and three nights. Sound familiar? Mm -hmm. And that in order for her to leave, to come back to Earth from the underworld, that there was a substitute that was required to take her place. So she goes back and is trying to find somebody to basically take her place in hell or in the underworld. Mm -hmm. uh, she go, goes around different places. That sounds like Sabrina. Did you ever finish I that? Didn't, I didn't know. She kind of does that too. She has a twin and yeah. they the twin takes the, her place in hell while she gets to roam the earth. That might have been That's based on interesting. that. interesting. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. So, so she finally, she comes around to her husband and um so is he like where you been girl well so you know they she's been dead she's been in the underworld her husband is like in like these fancy clothes and he's like having a party and she's pissed that he is not in mourning <laughs> and so she's like you're taking my place <laughs> but not just her or not the just her not plan. just her husband her husband and her husband's sister end up alternating for six months at a time taking her place in the underworld and this was kind of the the story that the sumerians used to um, explain the seasons that whenever it's one one like yeah the... one yeah yeah one represented the sun and would be gone for six months and then would come back and so this was like their seasonal uh kind of story Exchange. yeah which i thought was interesting because obviously easter is like the spring thing the kind of the, the new life yeah. um so speaking of, so Persephone, yes, um, is a, another one that has a lot of similarities uh, from from uh, ancient Greece. So Persephone was the goddess of spring's bounty and was kidnapped by Hades to be his bride. So she was taken to the underworld and then her mother, Demeter, searches for her with Hecate. Mm -hmm. And so they're they're looking for Persephone, can't find her. They find out that Zeus had a hand in this kidnapping and so Boo. Demeter um, was uh, kind of the goddess of 
um, like uh, I think like harvest. yeah the harvest and things like that and so she says until Persephone comes back I'm not letting any plants uh, produce fruit I'm not letting anything thrive and so ultimately like, Fuck all y'all. yeah so <laughs> ultimately you know Zeus kind of caves to this and Persephone is returned but because she had eaten um, the fruit from Hades I think it was actually pomegranate seeds in the original story she is kind of tied to the underworld, and so she must return to the underworld once a year, and then she comes back to Earth, and her return to Earth is marked by the flowering of meadows and the growth of new grain. So again, that idea of this going down into hell to the underworld, coming back, and then that's marked by new life and new growth, um, obvious parallels to the the Christian Easter story there. Uh, and then just in kind of pagan uh, Europe, there is uh, the story of Istra, or is the Old English pronunciation, or Ostara in Germanic language. So uh, she was the goddess of spring, dawn, new birth. Uh, and actually the name Ostara is the Germanic equivalent to the month of April. And um, there's a lot of folk customs in Europe that refer to rabbits around the Easter season. And this is one where there's not actually a lot of writing. This is kind of just like there's these weird kind of different eclectic customs that are going on in different places. And that's the one where the story of a bird that was turned into a rabbit that lays eggs come from. But that actually is not an ancient story. There's no proof or writings of that. It's actually a 19th century author that speculated that this must have been a bird because it lays eggs. So... I thought that was interesting because I had heard that and kind of just accepted that, oh, yeah, this was a, a well-known custom. It's like, well, there's actually a lot of ambiguity around this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's like, you know, multiple different cultures across the world, um, different places going back, you know, 4,000 years ago that have these very similar stories to the, you know, the Christian Easter story of... God dying, descending to hell, coming back, bringing new life. And, and a lot of these even predate that. So it's like, obviously, there was some influence on this yeah. uh, on this story. Big influence. I think that's the thing that really pissed me off the most whenever I started retreating from going to church as often. I started wanting to educate myself more on other religions. And in that process, whenever I found out, I felt so dumb because I was like, in my late twenties, the first time I had heard that all these pagan traditions actually predated and were the exact same thing as what the Catholic traditions were. Well, Christian traditions. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I had heard about Yule first and everything mm -hmm. and then coinciding with stuff. And I was like, okay. And then St. Patrick's day hearing about the snakes were, was actually a metaphor for the pagans getting wiped right. out. And I was like, what the fuck? And then hearing about Astara and Easter and all of that coincided with the spring equinox. And I was like, why the fuck was I never taught this? And I was like, oh, because I needed to be indoctrinated and just have faith. And, and I'm just so pissed off now. Like, I feel like I wasted so much time not knowing all this other stuff was going on and it makes me sad for some other people that are just like have no idea that like Astara is the actual stuff that we get Easter eggs from rabbits. Right. Um, 
I mean, that's literally what we're celebrating instead of mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're celebrating what was it, say, Pagan Sex Day? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> instead of Easter. And I'm just like, God, that if I had known that at an earlier age than like 28 or whatever it was, whenever I found out, I just think of like, how my life probably would have been different and something stupid like that. Just knowing the holidays, right. you know, were based on these kind of things, but it's just like, it's just so crazy, but it just pisses me off now knowing that Christianity is sounds like a really big ripoff. Right. And then just a rewrite of all this stuff. And it makes me so sad yeah. too. Well, and, and the thing that I think about too is I remember how certain I was that these words were sacred. They mm-hmm. were infallible. It was exactly God's word. Mm-hmm. And as the more I'm learning, you know, that there is a lot of question about where these came from, who wrote them, when they were written, um, and and then don't even get into the the translation, you know, of how they're yeah. figuring out, like, the, the fact that the word homosexuality was not even in the Bible until 1946. Yeah. Um, so there's a whole lot, but even just with these other kind of ancient, more ancient mythologies and traditions, there's a lot of ambiguity about that. And true scholars will admit that they will say, we have, we've, we've seen some things that indicate this. We've seen some things that indicate that, but the Christians don't take that approach. They take it's like, Nope, this book that we've got here in English, this is exactly the right thing without looking into and really critically thinking about and seeing what the scholars, the people that devoted their lives to studying these things that actually go out into the desert, into the ruins and searching for evidence. And they would say, well, there's some things that point to this, but we don't really know. We have to make some inferences, like have some humility about it is, is my thing. Like, don't just be like, yes, this is exactly the right thing. You need to believe this or you're going to fucking hell. (laughs) It's like that, that hubris just rubs me the wrong way. And I mean, maybe there's a little bit of the fact that I used to be like that, that it's, it's especially, a little bit of a, a dagger in me uh, that I'm a bit ashamed of. And so I feel especially motivated to try to call some of that stuff out sometimes too. Well, we're not the only ones. Cause I mean, we put that meme on Facebook the other day on MMS. Um, there was an article that I posted talking about, these are 15 reasons why people said that they left the church and it created a big buzz in the comments and people were sharing their own stories and talking about what triggered them to start their spiritual journey and their spiritual path. And it just reminded me of what triggered me to start mine and then eventually led to starting MMS and doing this. And it just, I feel like when you're meant to kind of veer off the path, it'll happen no matter what. Something always happens to kind of trigger you out of just being in the mold. Yes. Yep. And you're right. It has to happen. Uh, you have to come to it on your own. There is no, like, I'm not going out there trying to, like, tell all of my family and my you know, friends that mm-hmm. are still in the church, like, no, this is the right, this is the truth. You need to know this. You need to believe this because that's exactly what they do. And I hate that. But a lot of people in spirituality do that too, because they come from that background. So yeah. you'll see a lot of people, especially with the election and stuff coming forward and going, no, you have to do witchcraft this way, or no, you have to do Reiki this way or this. this. And it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? This yeah. is why people left 
organized religion in the first place. Right. They're not here for you to fucking tell them what to do. Anyway. It's it's beautiful to have uh, diversity and to have difference in, in what we believe and how we practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean that everybody needs to do it the same way. Like, let's embrace that diversity. Let's, let's think like we'll make this kind of kaleidoscope of... Uh, you know, these different practices than these ways that we can reflect the, the truth that we feel. So, um, yeah, that's, I guess it's kind of a, a pet peeve of mine. Just, it's like, it's like, can we all just like, like, it doesn't mean like hide it. You don't have to like, you can't like, by all means, like share what you believe, share what you think, but don't expect everybody else to conform to it. It's that, that kind of white colonial attitude of like here, we found the right thing. Lucky you. We're bringing it to you. So. And I feel like that's where QAnon kind of got oh, its geez. legs too yeah. in the spiritual community was we know something you don't know <laughs> and you need to believe this in order for mm. us to save blah, 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 blah. I'm sure it makes people feel good to think that they've they've stumbled across the hidden secret truth. I mean, yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> I loved listening to conspiracy theories. Like I loved going down that rabbit hole on YouTube and going down there for hours and listening to all this stuff. As soon as QAnon started and all that crazy bullshit was coming out, I stopped cold turkey with um, going down the rabbit hole on some conspiracy theories because I was like, oh my God, it was it was too much. And I'm so glad a lot of that shit's over with now because it... it it rocked the spiritual community pretty hard. Yeah. It was very divisive. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't really into um, that community at that time during the election. So I'm, I don't, I don't really know what that was like, but I know you've, you've mentioned it a few times. It was crazy. I never want to go back there again. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are still spewing their bullshit yeah. on that side, but mm, they can have it. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I, I, I just wanted to mention that I thought was really interesting with these um, legends or these this mythology uh, that has a lot of overlap with the Christian Easter tradition is the fact that they're all women. So these are all goddesses, um, which I just love that for really a, a long time, there was a lot of worship and reverence of women. And then Matriarch. It, yeah. And it, it's really been this, you know, since kind of, you know, Christianity was on the rise that I feel like is when the patriarchy really stepped Fuck in. Fuck the patriarchy. Fuck the patriarchy. We can't say it enough. Look at this dog. He's just like chilling. <laughs> um, yes. I love the fact, I mean, you know that I do a lot of work with the, um, more with the goddesses and with Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, um. I definitely feel like the priestess era is here and I feel like the divine masculine is coming into his own and helping the matriarchy to rise and smashing literally pretty much like the, the building blocks that the patriarchy has used for millennia to keep their stronghold over women. And we're starting to see a huge pushback. And I think this is the beginning of just god chaos beautiful wonderful chaos that is going to bring back the mother a fucking man i'm ready i'm so ready i love it i mean a woman 
Hey, <laughs> hey call this. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, this this is does not relate to Easter at all, but I, I wrote it down because <laughs> I, I, I love this. Uh, you know, speaking of women uh, goddesses in, in kind of ancient mythology, um, something that is I've only even ever heard about recently since kind of deconstructing my faith and exploring more um, you know things that are based in actual evidence mm-hmm. and there are a lot of stories about a goddess in the Semitic traditions so kind of the the predecessors of uh, you know Judaism and Islam um, a goddess named Asherah. Mm-hmm. And I knew the name Asherah because it, it appears in the Bible a lot, but it appears in the context of a um, idol worship where there are these Asherah poles that are these idols that have been built. And so, you know, God is commanding them to go and to tear down these Asherah poles. But to hear that there is actual, like, very verifiable, like, evidence and archaeological um, evidence and history showing that at one point, kind of predating. Um, when uh, the the old you know the 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 Hebrew scriptures and the Bible were being written, that Asherah was actually the consort or the wife of the deity El, who later became Yahweh, mm-hmm. so was essentially God's wife. Mm-hmm. And um, and I actually apparently in the uh, the languages that were spoken in the that region in that time. There is a um, a linguistic connection between Asherah and Eve, so it doesn't carry over into the English, but the roots of those words both mean the mother of all living, mm-hmm. and so um, there is you know a connection there between this this goddess that was the wife of just one of this pantheon of gods, um, but also that there is um, these Asherah poles um, and these these um, idols or these structures that would be built a lot of times invoked um, serpent imagery which again translate kind of carries over bleeds over into that creation story with uh, eve in the garden with the serpent they're being instructed to like trash these temples can you imagine you're just minding your own business you went to the market (laughs) one day you're like oh i'm gonna pop in and Pay some homage to Asherah, my my gal. Yes. You go in and there's these fucking dudes and teenagers just like running in riot style, just smashing everything up. Like, what the fuck? Right. Uh, I mean, kind of honestly, a, a little eerily sounds like some stuff that's happening <laughs> even in our current day and age <laughs> with um, these just you know, dickhead guys, you know, running around the, the, the protests outside of abortion clinics, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It just, yeah, but you're like, just like minding your own business in ancient like, like, fucking, I know, man. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay, I can't even go to the fucking market these days. <laughs> Jesus Christ, who doesn't exist yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's where my brain goes sometimes. I fucking love history. I Anytime I can, you'll find me at a museum or something like that, or I'm watching the History Channel. They used to be my thing all the time. My dad and I, after, um, after church, everyone would take a nap on Sundays. That was like a rest day. And then I would wake up, and then I would always find my dad in the living room, 
and he'd be watching the History Channel because the History Channel was lit on Sundays. Did you ever watch it? Yeah. I fucking loved all the stories because they would actually tell you like real points of view, different points of view about Jesus. And they really got into it in documentary style. And I got really into watching that kind of stuff with my dad. So I still watch that kind of stuff. I forgot where I was going with this, but I love history. Yeah. <laughs> but this kind of stuff, I love thinking about history in terms of like today like if i was back there today and what the people were thinking like like mount vesuvius and stuff like that like you're literally just minding your own business and then you're covered in ash and some people find you four thousand years later or however many years it was and you're just like i don't know you're preserved forever (laughs) you didn't intend to but like that guy from mount vesuvius that was caught jacking off oh i don't know about that (laughs) oh my god you gotta google that there's a dude and they may have debunked it by now, but he literally has his thing out. <laughs> and that was his last hurrah. And he's got like both hands surrounded around that thing. Like it's pretty safe to Google. Okay. Like if you Google, I think Mount Vesuvius, even just Damn. put man in there and he's pretty popular in there. But yeah, you could still go tour it. Go see this dude. That's how he spent his last 30 seconds. Man, the girth that he had to use two hands. Right? But he's like still like, okay, I don't know. This is pretty graphic. I'm going to show you right now. He's like this. And his like facial expression is like, he's like like curled up. Like, I feel like they had him in like mid climax or something. Man. But that's fucking awesome. I I hope he got to finish. That's all I've got to say. Well, I mean, it sounds like based off the facial expressions that he did finish. And can you imagine his last thoughts being if he finished, (laughs) he completed right as the town is destroyed by by a volcano? What do you think he was thinking about? Right. He must have been thinking, man, I am very powerful. (laughs) Either that or like, I I don't know. Maybe he was thinking of like... well, goat or something. Was, if it, <laughs> just, if, kidding, just kidding. It, he might have had some post nut clarity, and he was probably thinking nothing at all. So, <laughs> empty mind, and then just blackness. Uh, that's one of my favorite ones. But then there's the lovers in there too that are like holding each other, and that's really sweet. But then on the other side of the coin, you have jacking off, dude. It's just, it's just hilarious. I just love seeing humanity and like all its splendor like that. It's just that's why I love yes. history. Yep. Anyway. We, we get this idea from like, you know, shows on TV sometimes and from, you know, history books and things that it's this very like sanitized and kind of glorified picture. But it's like, no, I mean, they were living their real lives. They were jacking off. They were taking a shit. They were doing whatever. You know? I think that's why I really, really like Bridgerton right now mm-hmm. on Netflix because they've taken Jane Austen's world and... Every, Jane Austen has been done so many times, right? right? I mean, Mr. Darcy and all of that and everything. So, and it's always just whitewashed. Mm. It's always extremely polite, and everyone is just, it just feels too good to be true sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, but Bridgerton takes that world, flips it on its head, and we get to see people in that time period actually having feelings that are intense we see passion we see sex i've never seen that time period actually having conversations about sex and i love it it's amazing and i love that it's not completely whitewashed either we actually get to see um a parallel universe of what it would be like to not have racism at the forefront of this world Mm -hmm. and see and it's just it's 
I love it so much. But yeah, that TikTok yeah. you sent me was really interesting. Um, oh, yes, yes. Talking about that and 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 how that really girl had amazing points talking yeah. about Bridgerton and how, how it kind of them. it needed to be in a parallel universe or in a a different reality than our own in order to pull it off because you you have to you can't explain it like you can't be like these are you know this is why there are people of color in this world um but also if you just made it in our current reality then they would not be there or they would be in very um kind traumatic of tra- traumatic yeah, yeah traumatic uh roles for for people of color so um pretty brilliant honestly to to yeah. put it in that kind of a an alternate reality no i'm a big fan of being shown historical um backgrounds with actual human feelings at the forefront instead of just so mechanical which can be sometimes um so actually another tiktok that you sent me um i kind of went on a a little bit of a deep dive on on tiktok a lot this week (laughs) I i don't blame us i mean it's been a week yeah Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I like it because it is, for me, it can kind of spur some some thought and even some additional research. Like with, you know, looking into the history of Easter, it's like I saw some a couple of things on TikTok that made me wonder, hmm, I want to follow up on this. I've definitely learned the hard way not to take TikTok at face value, that it is, like any other social media, mm-hmm. completely prone to personal opinion or just flat it's out false information. for yeah. only. Correct. Usually. But one you sent me did get me interested. And I don't know which one? I sent you like a thousand this week. <laughs> so refresh my memory, sir. It's it's the one um, that the main character has a great name, Mike Madman Markham. Do you oh, remember this? No. So this is the guy that that invented his own time machine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, with the transformers and mm-hmm. that he stole and stuff. Yep. So. Um, it got me interested and I, I wanted to see what else uh, I could find out about this. So kind of summarize the story for you. What happened is there was a guy and this was in 1995, um, a man in Missouri named Mike Markham. Missouri. A, where they have nothing better to do. Over there. Right. Just kidding. My boyfriend's from Missouri. So I had to throw that little quip out there. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so, so Mike Madman Markham, um, he uh, and he was, I think he was like 21 or so at the time in 1995. I like that they showed his picture on the TikTok because oh, he looks exactly like like well, a no, madman. He looks no, he looked like just like um, he was into like ACDC or like mm-hmm. a little grunge rock. Like he had long straggly hair. Yeah, he was only 21. Yeah. Is that what it was? Oh, okay. So I think he was actually a student. He was like uh, studying electrical engineering at the time. Okay, but by all accounts, very smart. Um, you he know, didn't sp- look like a Mike. Sorry, I just had to throw that out because I'm still thinking what he looked like. Excellent observation, Mandy. Thank you. Him, he would have been like a, like an AJ, something like that. Okay. I'm gonna call him AJ. Okay. You can call him Mike. That's fine. <laughs> so, so, Mike AJ, the Madman Markham. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have that much of a ring to it. Okay, we'll go back to Mike. Fuck it. <laughs> so he decided to build a time machine. <laughs> Yay. Um, and I think it it started off as just like an interesting little thing he was tinkering with. He actually used um, a modified laser from a, a CD player <laughs> um, starting out with. And he created a device that's known as a Jacob's Ladder. Um, that name is just so cool. Yeah. I made a Jacob's Ladder. Cool. 
And so he, he made this little device and he noticed that it started actually to make an imprint where it was sitting, a heat imprint. So it was generating a lot more heat than he expected, but the imprint was in the shape of a vortex. It was kind of a circular vortex shape. And so, so he, I guess, got curious about what this was doing. And so he took just a little metal screw and he threw it into this little, um, I'm, I'm, it was kind of like arcing, I guess. It's kind of like, I'm just imagining, I haven't seen a picture of it, but I'm imagining some like lightning bolt things kind of shooting between yeah, this thing. The illustration that they showed was kind of like that. Yeah, there's like, like kind it, of two poles. It must and... have been, it was like two inches across max. Right. Going up. So he just, just on a whim, I guess, decides to throw a, a little metal screw through there. And according to him, it disappeared for about a second. And then it reappeared about a second later, but a few feet away. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, shit, what the, I just, like, did this screw just, like, time travel? Did it, you know, what what happened? Where, where, where was it for this, you know, these few seconds? Um, so he did a few more tests, and then eventually the laser caught on fire. <laughs> and it just, like, psh, it's gone. Um, so he decides, well, shit, that was kind of cool. I'm going to rebuild this, but I'm going to build back. I'm going to build it back bigger and better. <laughs> and so that sounds like a good he's idea. Like, it's like, okay, so I was just powering this what could go wrong? on. He was, he was, it was like running like on a few kilowatts of electricity and a lot of monster energy drink. You what know was it, the energy yeah. drink at the time? In they, I think they had Red Bull back then. RC Cola. RC Cola. Probably oh, no. in Missouri. No, what's that thing? It wasn't it not bang. What is it called? There was something like that. The read jolt. Oh yeah, Joel. Remember Joel, Joel. Yep. like twenty five coffees equal to twenty five coffees or something. Like I think that. it's been outlawed since. Then, <laughs> so. I bet this dude was on a lot of Jolt. Anyway, right. so back to AJ. I mean, Mike, Mike. the Madman Markham, <laughs> um, great wrestler name by the way. Um, so he decides I need more power. He, he, Tim the Toolman Taylor <laughs> needs more power, um, and so his solution for that is to steal some transformers. Cool. <laughs> and so he he stole a bunch of transformers from the actual power company. They were they were like decommissioned. They were not in use. But was he, he just like lying around in the alleyway. Like what? I don't know. He they didn't like they it. didn't explain. He didn't explain how he stole these. Just fast forward. But he, he stole. And he stole. Transformers. Yeah, he, he stole he stole six old transformers from like a power station. Have you ever seen like those power substations that are around? Yes. Those transformers are huge. I don't know where he put them if they were just in his backyard or what. But he got six transformers and he turned this thing from like a few kilowatts to three megawatts of power. Um, oh yeah, each gigawatts of the- isn't that. Back to the Future? Yes. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I am all over the place today. Yes, <laughs> you are. <laughs> I'm loving the story. Continue right, you are, Ken. Yay. Um, so, oh yeah, so each of these Transformers was 300 plus pounds. So that's a lot. Six 300 pound Transformers that he's got from the power company. Um, and so he starts tinkering with it and he rebuilds this thing even bigger um, and caused a blackout in his in several blocks of his neighborhood which hmm. pretty quickly alerted the authorities that something was going on. And so hey, in the TikTok <laughs> video, when they covered this part about the power going out, they called it a brown out. I've never heard of that. I've only heard blackout. What's a brown out? I think a brown out is when it's only like a partial outage or it's like temporary. Oh, like, okay. I think like, like when the power goes out for a little bit and then comes back on, oh, I okay. think that's a brown out. I... Like it's basically like there's a, a sudden surge, but it doesn't 
blow out the infrastructure to where the power is gone. Okay. It's just like, oh, not enough power to provide Derby right now. Well, so it's I a brownout. I laughed like a creep during that part of the video because I thought he was just <laughs> making a joke. And then I'll, he went on and he was all serious. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? What's a brownout? I'm I could, like an idiot now. I could be wrong on that. But I think no, that it, that I know sense. it's less severe than a blackout. But I did call it a blackout. You're right. It was, I think, a brownout. Sorry, so. no. I was just, that reminded me. So, so Madman Markham was promptly arrested for the theft of these Transformers. <laughs> How'd they find him? Was his house I, on fire or something? I mean, like I, I, would, I would imagine. Space? I would imagine that there were some some big clues <laughs> going on after after this this brownout or this. You know blackout. what I envision? His neighbors. It's like that scene in um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes, when he whenever. flips on the lights. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I bet that's what it was like. And then the, the nuclear power plant is like, reserve power, go. <laughs> that is really like that, that. This is exactly the vibe that I get from reading this story. Oh, that's real? what it's like. Okay. So, okay. So, Madman Markham is arrested, goes to prison for several months for stealing these Transformers. When he's released, he was invited to come on Art Bell's Coast to Coast radio show. That's so cool. Yes. I, so I, I know you've listened to this show. I loved that as a kid. Yeah. Well, um, I honestly never listened to it. I didn't know he existed as a kid. Um, my boyfriend was the one that introduced me to him when we first started dating. Because I'm into George Nori uh-huh. and that yep. Gaia yep. Um, channel. And I didn't realize that George Nori used to co-host with Art Bell. And mm-hmm. they were good friends. And so that's how I know about Art Bell's awesome, freaky, fantastic radio show. Yeah. Anyway, so that's so cool that he got to be on there. I know, right? Like, and I I know that I just got out of jail. I'm going to go on the Art Bell show. Yes. I I would imagine that his arrest probably got some publicity. Like, local Missouri man arrested with six Transformers in his backyard trying to build a time machine. Well, yeah, because he wasn't (laughs) keeping it a secret. He was telling everyone, I'm going to build a time machine, y'all. Right. And and I just love that he keeps doubling down. He, he, He builds a tiny little dinky thing out of a CD laser. It burns up, and he's like, I've got to do this bigger. He what? steals Transformers, gets arrested, and then he's like, I've got to go on the radio and talk about this. <laughs> well, he got invited. He yeah. didn't even seek it out. But I saw that on the radio show, that got him the publicity he needed, and then people just started giving him the parts he needed for free. Exactly. That's amazing. Yes. Like, he, like people were like loving it, and so he basically got all of the supplies he needed <laughs> donated either through funds, people were sending spare parts of things that he needed. Like he gave out his phone number on the radio show and people are just calling him, asking what he needs, giving him advice, got some other electrical engineers telling him what to do. Like he was <laughs> he was crowdsourcing this like before there was really the internet. I know the internet was technically around, but people weren't on it <laughs> that much. GoFundMyTimeMachine.com. Yes. So, so he goes on Art Bell, <laughs> he crowdsources this even bigger time machine that he's trying to build um and uh he just got tons of calls tons of people helping him out and um he finally goes on i think he goes on the show even another time on coast to coast with art bell and he says that he is i think about 30 days away from building his his time machine that would be big enough for a person to to go through it and so uh he he finally he he does that he says i'm 30 days away suddenly or mysteriously nobody can find him he's gone missing after that after the 30 days uh i mean it was at some point after he was on the show when he said he's close to finishing it <laughs> all of a sudden 
Nobody knows where he is. This guy is missing after he just says that he's trying to build a time machine. And he even said on the radio show that he was going to try to go through it himself. He was trying to calibrate how to determine when and where he would send himself Mm -hmm. and that he was going to go through naked. You know, don't want your clothes catching on fire whenever you travel through the, the, the time vortex. But he was going to bring his cell phone with him. Now, that seems a little a little sus to me because I would imagine that a cell phone, I mean, you can't you can't put your cell phone in the microwave. I don't think you could go through like this huge like megawatt vortex. But that was his plan. He's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm going to time travel, but I'm going to take my cell phone with him. He actually said at one point that his goal was to go into the future so that he could get winning lottery numbers. So <laughs> re- really going for the the Biff uh, character and back I to like the future. The optimism. So, okay. Yes, right. Now, what was especially this was kind of the the real plot twist in this in this video was he goes missing. And then shortly after, somebody calls in to Art Bell on Coast to Coast again and says that. um, Oh, I like this part. Yeah. So that they had found reports from California in the (laughs) 1930s that police had found a dead man on a beach in a strange tube that had been like crushed. So the guy was like crushed and mangled in this tube. And he had a strange device with him that nobody in the 1930s could identify, which resembled a cell phone from the 1990s. Like the Nokia cell phone. Right. The big old brick thing. So that was where the video that you sent me ended. And I'm like, what the fuck? That is, I mean, like, I I know there's some weird stuff out there. People can make some stuff up. But like, that was, like, the fact that this guy goes missing and then all of a sudden there's a report from the 1930s. Of a man found crushed in a tube on a beach in California. I like to think that maybe he was actually the Vesuvius man jerking it off. <laughs> his his time machine was really just I a way mean, to try to figure out how to to masturbate no, uh, for no, infinity. I'm not saying that. I'm saying oh, that's where he, he got went. Sent to Mount Vesuvius <laughs> on the wrong day. And he's like, "Fuck it! If this is how I'm gonna go." This is how I'm going to go. Interesting. Tomato, tomato, to each his own. I don't know. Choose your theory. I mean, not a bad way to go. Jerking off to Mount Vesuvius. So, I mean, to Mount Vesuvius? He has a thing for like volcanoes? I don't know. You tell me. You're the one. This, no. is, your, this is your idea. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. Oh, Lord. So, that was where the, the video ended. But, um, and, and I can't completely corroborate this, but I did find an article that said somebody said they were able to locate Madman Markham. Um, and his last known whereabouts were in Hawaii um, in late 2019. And he was living homeless on a beach trying to raise money to return to the mainland U.S. He'd also set up a GoFundMe to try to uh, further his scientific experiments. So no no explanation as to where he had been <laughs> and Jesus. what's going on, but um, there there appears to be some gap in his whereabouts from, you know, the late 90s until the, you know, 2019. That's cool. But um, but somebody at least on the internet, which is always reliable and will never leave you astray, said that that um, Michael Madman Markham uh, was in Hawaii in 2019. So 
I don't know. Big uh, government cover-up, maybe? It has kind of like a Tesla vibe to it almost. Yeah, very much. Because obviously, you know, the, the story with Tesla that he's trying to um, provide free wireless electricity. Mm-hmm. And so clearly the oil companies, uh, the electric companies that are dependent upon fossil fuels. They unalived Don't him. like that. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, a guy that can make a, a time machine out of uh, a CD laser. I mean, not good for the government. What a cheap ass time machine though (laughs) right yeah i mean that's even worse than a hot tub time machine (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i forgot about that movie (laughs) (laughs) cd laser time machine (laughs) (laughs) look at this dog he's just like melting off of me come here baby are you ready for your close-up he's such a sleepy little boy he loves podcast time because that means he gets to come rest on mama Oh, you're so sleepy. It's a tough life, Winston. <laughs> um, well, that's you always. You always end on these stories that keep me up fucking at night. The last episode, whenever you ended on that goddamn story about quantum jumping timelines or whatever the hell it was and dying. Yeah, timeline shifting and. Yep. Yeah, that one fucked me up a little bit. We need to deep dive into that sometime. No, we that. already did. I feel like... No, that was like five minutes. That was, it was like no, five that minutes. wasn't like a deep dive. You're right. Well, okay. yeah. Let's, you know what? Let's I'll, wrap it up. I'll be fine. On the next episode, we can deep dive into something. Okay. Hey, Mandy. Where yeah. can people find us on social media? <laughs> oh, Andy. They can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, we're on Twitter sometimes under Mystical Moon Society. And yeah, come follow yeah. us. Come follow us. Oh, we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher, some other ones. We're fucking everywhere. We are. We're everywhere. You can't get rid of us. We're on TikTok now. <gasps> we are on TikTok. Oh my God. If you want to come see two old fogies trying to figure out <laughs> what the fuck to do with these TikTok trends, Come on over because it's fucking hilarious. And when we get off of here tonight, we're probably going to try to post a couple more because they're really fun. (laughs) I feel so old because I have no idea what I'm doing, but it's hilarious. Yep. We, uh, if, if there's any Gen Zers out there that feel like adopting some old people and helping us, uh, tutoring <laughs> God, us we on need TikTok. It. Oh my God. We need it so bad. <laughs> just go, just go, just go to TikTok, search mystical moon society and you will see, we need help. <laughs> but if we nothing, have like 12 videos up now. I'm so proud of yeah, us. If nothing else, it's a great laugh. It really is. Yeah. All right. Well guys, we'll see you in a couple of Thursdays from now. A couple of Thursdays from now, two weeks, we will be right back here at the Mystical Moon Society podcast. Love you. Can't wait for it. Bye. Bye.